Welcome to the Homestead Podcast. You are joining co-hosts Carol and Jamie of TwoGalsHomesteading.com. If you found yourself here, that means you are ready to take responsibility for what you eat, your family's health, and your family's well-being while living a simpler life. You can do this and have fun, saving money along the way. Let them help you unleash the homesteader within. By doing more with less, you will gain what is needed to create confidence, impact, and change in your life and the lives around you. Let's start homesteading, let's start now. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Carol. Well, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. Today is a special episode. We have a guest here today. Yes. Uh, We have brought in our number one fan, Kelsey. (laughs) I coerced her into coming in here (laughs) and doing a little chit chat with us about her homestead and what she has all accomplished. Now, Kelsey is young enough to be my child. She is. She's actually she's the same age as one of one of my kids, my son. Yeah, she's. I think she's an old soul. She knows a lot. Yeah. I've actually learned a few things from her. She, sh- yeah. she shares a lot with me. Let's bring her in here. Her homestead is D F Farmstead. Yep, if I've got that correct. So, yep, you welcome, Kelsey. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself? Like you said, I'm a young enough to be your child. Um, I mean, this has kind of always been a dream of mine. Uh, My husband Dustin and I met when I was 15, just kind of gone from there. Uh, We have three kids, small homestead in central Minnesota, cow, goat, as many chickens as you can count on all your appendages, (laughs) ducks. I mean, everything you can think of. And that's kind of what we do. I have told you this before, but I want to be Kelsey when I grow up. (laughs) No, I don't. She does too much for me. I like going. I'm too old for that. Yeah, you're in town. I'm in town. She's she's a country girl. Kelsey and I have a lot in common. It's just that she has one cow and one goat where I have 17 cows. And of course, Madison has a herd of goats type thing. So we're just bigger than she is. So I thought we could bring her in. And maybe she could talk to us a little bit about how she does things as a single cow owner or whatever. Having, I guess, having a homestead cow or having a family cow. Family cow. Let me ask you this first. Uh, How did you come to decide you wanted to have a cow? Well, besides like always wanting a cow, what what (laughs) child doesn't want a cow as a pet? You know, I mean, that's always been a dream. Um, I got sick and tired of searching for a raw milk source or somebody close enough that would sell us milk and I didn't have to drive, you know, an hour, well, two hours round trip. Then it really got serious when the most local farmer near us sold all their cows. So then we had to find, you know, a new source the next or source. something. And yes. um, it was really around that time when I was joking with my husband, I said, you know, maybe it's time we get a cow sooner rather than later. And he wasn't necessarily on board, but he wasn't <laughs> against it. Um, and, you know, those saying happy wife, happy life. <laughs> and that's how we have Poppy. So it was more or less just making those final decisions, finishing off the pasture. And are we really ready for this adventure? Uh, no, nobody's ever really ready. So how long were you on your farm before uh, you... We moved in in 2016. Okay, so you've been there for a few years. Yeah, so we 
we had chickens in 2017, 18, and it just spiraled from there. You know what they say yeah. about chickens? That's the starter. Yeah, the they starter are. Animal. Yeah, they are the starter animal. They, <laughs> yep. yep, they have a tendency to get you into. We started the, with six. I think we have sixty. You, you don't oh count your chickens. You don't count your no. chickens. That's just that's, that's just that a rule. chicken math. Yeah, I've heard chicken of. math. Yeah, yep. that's exactly <laughs> it. When we purchased our raw milk, we were using it obviously to make cheese and butter, and obviously use it for everything else. But now it just. This day and age, I feel like we need to have our closed sources okay. close to home. Yep. You know, yep. I mean, you can get it close to home from a farmer. We didn't want to have to depend on anybody else anymore. And so. you were you were traveling quite a ways to get your milk is yep. my understanding. So right? we were driving an hour round trip when they sold their cows. We had to go two hours round trip. And so it just it got to be a lot. Yeah. And so really, are we recouping those costs from having our own cow? Not necessarily, but we're that raw source for other people, raw milk source for other people too. On top of our stuff, we are offering our community the access to raw milk that they don't have anymore <laughs> because the other farm shut down. You know, it's So I don't know. It was just something we felt we needed to do. When I started... We started with goats. Um, I had the opportunity to trade some goats for a cow, and we just we just liked cow milk better. Mm-hmm. We always drank raw cow milk. We've done that since 2005. I yep. just was like, you know, if I'm going to milk an animal and we don't really like the goat milk, mm-hmm. we might as well get a cow. And so that's what we had. What that's how we got started with cows. So we have the goat. Um, she helps with the products on our farm. So the soap, the that kind of stuff. The kids will only eat goat milk yogurt. They will not eat cow milk yogurt. So she is our yogurt source and actually one of our one of our kids actually prefers the goat milk over the cow milk, but she'll drink it. We will always have both sources, but however, I'm partial to cows. <laughs> I know cows kind of grow on you, don't they? they? Do. Yeah, yep. they really do. Oh, what else do we want to ask her? I do know because Kelsey and I do talk on a regular basis. Daily, come on, <laughs> be honest. <laughs> well, okay. There's sometimes it goes a day between. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah I it's know. always like, oh, I got chicken. Make Karen, sure she's okay. Do you get anything done? Because if you're talking to her, that you talk to me that much. It's like, do you get anything done? Yes, yes, I do. Although I'm not as ambitious as, as no, Kelsey she's is. really. I can tell she's much younger than we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they have that energy. Yes. I don't but, feel that way some days. But, uh-huh. you, but you, with your, your cow, you honestly use her milk for just about everything dairy-related besides ice cream. So you use, you make your own cheese. You don't depend on the grocery store any longer for nope. sour cream or any nope. of that stuff. and. You've told me many times you don't have a cream separator. You just yep. ladle it off. So the we top. just ladle it off. Yep. <laughs> I use a one cup measuring cup and I scoop it in. Yeah. And it old works. fashioned way. Yep. And so you don't need fancy equipment. You don't you, need it. No. Yeah. Would it be nice? And, Absolutely. And However, you tried milking with a machine. I did. I do not like it. You don't like so it. So you milk by hand. I do. Oh, good hand dexterity. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't do it's that. It's not anymore. that. It's. It's not that I didn't like it. It was more of the process because I don't have a parlor. So I'm dragging all the equipment and um, the washing and the sanitizing and the cleaning up. It really takes longer to do that than it does to wash a bucket and wash the cow. So I don't know. And the one-on-one time with her, I mean, you can't get that back. 
Yeah, that's very hooking true. up a machine, and I mean, I was gonna say, it's, and you've got a cow who really loves you. Yeah, yeah, you no. got a cow. You you got an ideal cow for you. You mm-hmm. really did. You got the perfect cow. Um, that doesn't always happen. No, um, but you really got. Yourself. Obviously, there were hiccups yeah. in the beginning. Oh, of course, very there always is going to be big hiccups. <laughs> but I mean, she literally calved right in the middle of the field there, and I was able to go right from calving to milking colostrum mm-hmm. for Ruthie and I I don't think most people would be able to just go for it I mean I had her what did we have her for two or two and a half weeks three weeks maybe oh gosh I don't remember okay if you don't know Kelsey actually bought a cow from me that yeah. poppy was my cow and you bought her as a bred cow mm-hmm. so she was dry and she was yeah I don't remember when you I think three weeks was it I know it wasn't terribly long I no. don't remember how long but it was she was already dry and yep. ready to calve. And so you took her and took that time to get to know her. And she completely trusted you. She the only was, reason I had to milk colostrum was because Ruthie wasn't getting up, wasn't nursing. So I had to act. Ruthie's the calf. Yeah. Not, Ruthie, not, not, <laughs> not one of your kids. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I was just from right there. Just kind of. No. There's a bond. Had you ever milked before this? Technically, yes. I did go to school to be a vet tech. And part of our production class was to go through a whole process of milking. I had to glove up and preg check. I had to, I had to do all that. So, oh, so you had an inkling. mastitis test. I mean, I had to actively milk something, but not <laughs> for the duration of the 15, 20 minutes that it takes to well, milk currently. And prior to that, it was the goat. Oh, okay. Technically, but it's, it's all different. You had an inkling then. Mm-hmm. Once you figured it out, it kind of just worked out. Yeah, it just <laughs> works out. And if you've got a really good, a good cow, cow, you know, if you got a good cow, not, and so that's that always makes the whole process so much easier. She's a really good mama, too. Almost She's too good of a mama for good. you, where she didn't want to stop nursing her baby and will nurse just about. Through everything. Yep. She let her nurse through a weaning ring, which cut her up. And, I mean, through a fence. She She's a diehard, <laughs> which is... Good and bad, and I guess. she happens to be a purebred Jersey. Yep. And they have Very a motherly. tendency <laughs> to be like that. <laughs> so, but, okay. Um, now let's let's go back and talk a little bit about what you all make and how you utilize mm-hmm. Poppy's milk. We use it anywhere from creamer for my coffee to uh, cottage cheese. I mean, every dairy product you can think of on the store shelf is in our refrigerator. Um, butter from the cream. I'll make mozzarella. Colby, cheddar, Asiago, Gouda, sour cream, cream cheese, cottage cheese. I mean, name it. I, <laughs> we can figure it out. <laughs> I think we need a course here. Yeah, I was going to say she's... Um, it's other people's recipes, so I haven't like developed them, but they are tried and true. But it's true on that. I mean, we've played... Yeah. And it's there's a there's a, a knack to it. Yep, I agree. Like my cream cheese never turns out the same because... The cream is never the same consistency. Like your guys's cream can be set through the cream separator. Yeah, mine is always either super heavy or so watery because it's depending the time on of day or how long it sat in the refrigerator or something like that. Or what the cow's eating. <laughs> yes, what the cow's, cow's eating. eating. I've noticed this winter it's gotten a lot more light cream because obviously she's not on pasture it's alfalfa and grass hay so it's i mean it's still heavy compared to milk yeah it's it's interesting to see how they're how the 
milk changes Mm -hmm. with the season, with how far they are in their lactation. Absolutely. Well, and she's six months into it. She's six months in. So after about nine months now, I know she's not bred back Mm -hmm. yet. Yep. She's still an open an open cow, which means that the cow is not carrying a calf right now. As they get towards the end of their lactation, lots of times you get a lot more cream. So, <laughs> and that's I mean, kind of what we're noticing now. She gives us what we like to call half and half. So, half <laughs> and that's milk. That's not half, such a bad no, thing. No, it's not. <laughs> but if you want to make cheese, you need milk instead of cream. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, like you said before, ice cream is the only thing we don't make, and that's because I haven't been able to find a suitable ice cream machine. That's just the one that I tried. Yeah. And so for the non-dairy farmer person here, you breed Poppy back. How long can you milk? Because I know you milk while they're pregnant mm-hmm. and stuff. So how long do you milk that? So you're going to have a period where are you going to have a, you're going to have a period where you're not going to have any milk production. And that's where Carol comes in. <laughs> I'm thinking, sir, are we getting another cow? I think we are. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. oh no, this is there's, chicken math coming so in. Math. Math. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's kind of why we're holding off on breeding her. I want to time it to where you have it will cow. overlap. So you'll have a cow, mm-hmm. a second cow, your second yep. cow. But if we can't decide or we can't figure out the right one will probably end up AIing her, having an AI tech come in, just going with it. I mean, I don't want to hold off too long, um, obviously for the health of her. And I mean, I can deal with not having milk for a a couple months, but um, yeah, they're usually only dry for about two two months. months. Oh, okay. About, yeah. Because it's a nine months. They're like humans. humans. Yep. They're just like humans. It's a nine month pregnancy and you usually want them dried off by about seven months gestation. So they've got those last two months to to prepare for the calf and give it to the baby. And um, milking can take a lot out of a cow. It depends on, it depends on your cow and if she's a super heavy producer Mm -hmm. or not, I think. Poppy does about what? She does about a gallon and a half twice a day. When Ruthie was fresh, when she, when Poppy first had her, it was two gallons twice a day. But then Ruthie started taking <laughs> it all. And at that point, I couldn't milk. So there was a probably a three-week period where I didn't get any milk, but maybe enough for my coffee. <laughs> like, say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a little frustrating. The one time we came, <laughs> had to buy milk from you. <laughs> Let's talk about that one. Yeah, yeah. So, so now you're traveling an hour, an hour again to get your milk. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she come yeah. down here to pick up. Norman. To pick up our Norman. steer. So, yep. She bought mm-hmm. a steer from us so that when she took Ruthie away from Poppy, so that Ruthie wouldn't be alone. Oh, that's and right. So, I remember this yep. story. And so she come down and when she come down, she's like, would it be weird considering an own a dairy cow? <laughs> if I could that's buy some milk. currently in milk. <laughs> could buy some milk and cream from you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that we can make it work and everything will overlap right, but in the next few months if we haven't made a decision and if Ruthie hasn't if we haven't sold Ruthie then that's kind of your that's, that's our thing is yep. you got So I would say by her February cycle if she hasn't I think we'll probably bring an AI tech in and there's one down the couple miles from us. Oh, that's mm-hmm. handy for it's you. It's like a huge genetics Northern Genetics company that does all that stuff okay so so that makes it very convenient because i know that's a problem for a lot of small homesteads that only have a cow it's not worth having a bull around it's it's it does it's not even cost effective but then to find someone who can actually ai your cow is also an issue um and if you don't want to keep a bull and you want them bred by a bull 
then you got to haul your cow well, away. And, that's where we and were then who's going to milk your cow and keep your cow in milk while she's being bred. And so we did discuss at one time of possibly her bringing Poppy back here because I can continue to milk Poppy. You're also an hour and a half from us. I know. And you're without a cow for yeah. that time that she's here. Which is all, so, I mean, <laughs> pros and cons. Come on. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of thought that goes into, you know, cow, cow ownership and, you know, you're a, you homeschool your children mm-hmm. and you're a stay at home mom. Um, your husband works on the road for you. It's not so bad because you're home anyway, but, um, you know, having a cow is a commitment. It doesn't matter. Cows don't take days off. You don't have weekends off. You right. don't have holidays off. You don't have time during a snowstorm just to not milk the cow. So you nope, have to be there. You have to go by the cow schedule. You yeah. do. And so it is definitely a huge commitment to bring Here, a I cow. thought a dog was a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> So somebody's got to milk the cow, yep. whether it's the calf, a human, or when the neighbor. We have you know. a few people around that have offered, you know, if we ever needed to be somewhere or whatever, just let them know. They grew up on farms and stuff like that. So, I mean, we have options, but it's hard. Are you are you like me? Yeah. Nobody like can you. milk my cows as well as I can. No. I know. And you always wonder <laughs> if it's going to be done right. Yep. Or, I mean... It's yep. like having another kid, isn't it? Well, and then it's like, you know, the person coming into milk, is Poppy going to like the person that's milking her? Yeah, that affects. Exactly. Yes, yes. Because I know my daughter worked on a dairy farm when yep. she was a teenager. And I knew for me to go in and see her on the farm that would affect the cows. And so I didn't do it, even though that's where I w- used to buy my milk. Yep, it's it's insane. Even sometimes when the kids are out playing while I'm milking, she gets, she's sometimes off. So it's like, guys got to go a little further away or something <laughs> like that. Or if the dogs are barking, she's sometimes off because she's used to your dogs in the aspect of the herding, like rounding them up. Our dogs are livestock guard dogs. So they're with them all the time. And so sometimes, most of the time, she's she butts them around. But it's <laughs> if they bark, she's she's off. <laughs> she's still learning that. Oh, so she, you know, she you've only had her six Six months months, six seven months so i don't know i think she she worked out really well for your situation yep i agree she crossed our t's and dotted our i's and we went with her so if you were to give someone advice who was looking for looking to possibly add a cow to their homestead what would you what would you tell them or what piece of advice would you give them maybe now that you've had a cow and you're Mm -hmm. like oh i would have done this differently or I don't know. I know Um, you think she's perfect, but. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, a cow isn't a dog. You know, if you haven't been around any sort of animal, hooved animal, do that first. Doesn't matter. Like you said earlier, have a stepping stone animal. You need to understand livestock before you can understand a cow. It's really important to not to not just jump into it. I feel like a lot of people do that. And then that's where the problems come in. They don't know how to handle, they don't have large vets. They don't have, you know, the, the means to take care of them if something goes wrong. And then they're, they're, they're looking for help through Facebook groups. And <laughs> they're trying to call every single vet you can think of in the area and they don't take new clients. And that was the one thing we did. We made sure our vet was taking new livestock uh-huh. animals and w- would be able to answer a call at two in the morning if something were to be going wrong. You know, we, we did our due diligence prior to bringing her home. 
And I think that's a really important thing is to make sure you had, and you kind of had a checklist mm -hmm. of when you're going to get a cow, this is what you were looking for yep. and where you were going to get it from, or you had some criteria that a list. Well, getting it from wasn't a huge one, it, but that was still a determination factor because we didn't want to drive six hours round trip to bring a cow home. So it was within, you know, Minnesota. That's what I wanted to stick right. to. I had my checklist and that's what I was sticking to. If, <laughs> if, if there wasn't any thing that was not being marked off, you know, we moved to the next one. Yep. And we did have a cow picked out prior yes. to you. you and I had what Dustin likes to call a mental breakdown. And we backed out of the whole cow thing completely. Then I on a whim, did a search on a Facebook page and found you guys. And okay. We had talked about this yep. a month or so ago. It's like, how did she find you? Mm -hmm. and that's, so now we have the answer. Well, I, one of our, one of my criteria was an unvaccinated cow for the simple fact that I didn't want some of those vaccines possibly in our milk because mm -hmm. we were drinking the raw milk. You can take that for what it's worth. <laughs> you, you have a vaccinated cow. Great. But we didn't want a vaccinated cow. Our vet agrees with us that probably the best for a raw milk source. Um, and so I typed in unvaccinated, which is probably <laughs> not the greatest thing to search for on a Facebook group, but it came up with something you had commented on saying that you were in Minnesota and you had a herd of unvaccinated Jersey cows. That's unvaccinated in Jersey and Minnesota. Uh -huh. Those yes. were three things on your list. Um, and either bred or freshly calved was another one. I think that that was it. Mm -hmm. uh, she also had to be younger. I didn't want an older cow to start out with. And that's where it went. I sent you a message and I think I actually got rich and then he patched me into you. Okay. And then could, could have been. <laughs> that's, that's where it went. <laughs> and that's how we met. Yep. <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked to Kelsey. Mm-mm. Oh, you've talked we've talked about her though. yeah well times. i probably have talked to her through you probably <laughs> yeah because i'm like oh kelsey sent me this recipe yeah <laughs> or, or or she was sick she was sick a yes, week or so ago sick. and yeah, she's like kelsey's really sick what what should she do next yep. more Worst ideas scenario <laughs> more, more more ideas and i'm like okay have she done this, this, this let's see anything else any other um, advice you would have for someone? I've always told people, you know, um, if you if you don't have a lot of cow experience, get yourself a cow, an experienced cow. That's that's what you said. I yep. wanted a heifer that we could raise, and you talked me out of that. Then you came up with Petal. Petal was the first one, and then a couple weeks later, you're like, "What about Poppy?" And I'm like, "I don't know. What about Poppy?" <laughs> so Poppy's story kind of resonated with me because she lost her first calf. So in my mind, she, to me, kind of seemed like a heifer. She didn't get to raise her calf. She, you know, and you only milked her for a little bit. So she wasn't super experienced. So mm -hmm. I was kind of excited to be able to train her. I mean, <laughs> does that, does that yeah, make sense? That, that makes um, sense. Yeah. Cause I think we but only, it wasn't, yeah, I think I only milked her for a couple of months. She, mm -hmm. she, she calved and she, she lost her calf. She, her calf was term. If mm -hmm. I remember correctly, the baby was, you said he was a big bull calf. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't remember exactly I think that's what it was. I have a lot of cows, so <laughs> but whatever I told you, yeah, I think he was, was large and mm -hmm. I think she struggled. So we milked her for a couple months and she just got so terribly thin for us that yep. I decided it was best for her health to dry her off and let her just 
rest, rest and rebreed her. And we'll just try again next time because I did have her mother in my herd. She was a wonderful cow. Um, we, we lost her this summer, but um, that makes me cry. <laughs> but that makes me sad. She was one of my favorite cows. But anyway, I just thought Poppy would be a really good mm-hmm. cow eventually. She just needed and a year off. eventually came quicker than... Yes, it you did. Thought. It did. But she was just an extremely friendly cow, mm-hmm. even though. And you bottle you, fed her, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So she's she definitely a bottle. Yeah. A she, bottle. She's, a, she's a bottle calf. <laughs> yes. Yep. You can definitely tell or usually you can. I mean, most of my calves are bottle. Most of my cows are bottle calf, calves at one time. And, right. But some of them are just friendlier than others. You know, each yep. cow has a personality. But Poppy was always like coming over to a person. But mm-hmm. we also talked about Misty. Yes. And Misty was on our radar in the yeah. beginning, but out of our price range. Oh, that was another checklist item was the price range. Price. Yep. And so Misty was out of that yep. price range. Yep. She was out of that price um, range. Um, and when you, we had you come out with your family, yeah. you had we had decided on like three different cows for you to come and meet. And we wanted to see how the cows reacted Acted. to your young kids because yep. I do not have young kids here. I don't have grandchildren. My youngest is 24. And so we mm-hmm. thought maybe it'd be a good idea to introduce the cows to little kids yep. and just see how they reacted. Yep. And Petal was like, Mm-mm, Mm-mm. nope, see you uh, later. <laughs> see you later. She was gone. Yep. She was just like, I don't know what these little humans are. Yep. And our kids are, are good around animals. They've been around horses. They've been, I mean, obviously. So they, they know not to like run after yep. a big no, they, animal. But yeah, so. she was just like, mm, nope. Yep. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It actually. Was. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, okay. Cause well. that's who we kind of were decided on, like just from our conversations and yeah. And she's, like she's so. an absolutely lovely cow. Um, yep. A pedal is a lovely cow. Um, she's milking. She's in her second lactation now and she's milking beautifully for me. That's. And yep. so then it was kind of down to Misty and Poppy yep. and you did have the, well, I always wanted a Jersey. Yep. You had talked about that too. Because and I was Misty's like, not, Misty is yep. only part Jersey. She's yep. not a purebred and Poppy was. And yep. so you went home and thought Just about that it for a while. I can, I can go back <laughs> how many ever years is one day I'll have a Jersey and everyone's like, well, why? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. The one thing that struck me as a, I guess, homesteader is the high butter fat, high milk fat milk. It's it's perfect, and it's and they can't do get tend that to, from everything else. Yeah, they do tend to do fairly well on grass mm-hmm. or hay, you know, type yep. thing. They they do they don't necessarily need grain. Not that I mean, my yep. herd is pretty much grass fed out here. We yep. don't we don't we feed very very little grain, if any grain at all. This winter we have they're strictly grass fed, um, and so. That helps with the feed bill. Yes. A little bit. Poppy does get a little bit of grain. Yeah, Um, you said you have to distract her. I have to distract her. (laughs) Otherwise, she follows me around like a lost child. Um, And so she gets a little bit of grain in the morning and then a little bit of grain in the evening. Not as much as a normal cow. She does. That just kind of works with us. Well, and it's probably more like a treat for her than anything else. She'll, She'll stand at the gate and wait for it. And if I'm... Five minutes late, she moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like, mom, yes, mom. The, yep. Yeah, excuse me. That's exactly. I think we're going to take a quick break here to hear from our friends from PicoSupply.com. Family-owned PicoSupply.com brings small-town customer service to their online farm store. 
PeteCoSupply.com specializes in automatic waterers from top brands such as Miraco, Jug, Franklin, Trojan, and Ritchie, as well as other products for your operation. Find your farm supplies and automatic waterers at PeteCoSupply.com. That's P-E-T-E-C-O-Supply.com. Supply. And we're back. Let me ask you this what do you think is your biggest challenge that you've had so far having a homestead cow or a family cow? A lot of it, I would say, has to do with rearranging our lives because a cow's schedule is now your schedule. You need to figure out when you're going to eat dinner, when you're going to get your dinner done um, because she needs to be milked at the same time every day. It's hard. A lot of people think I'm crazy because my husband does travel and I handle everything. That's really not it because (laughs) I I can handle that stuff. It's the, I need to be home at four o'clock to get everything ready and milk at four 30. Okay. So I think that's the most difficult managing my time, which I've always been terrible at. (laughs) (laughs) But you're a planner. I am a planner. (laughs) You are a planner, but that's I'm a terrible time manager. (laughs) Yeah. No, doesn't make any sense. Kids too. I mean, so somewhere in there you have to homeschool yet too. Mm-hmm. And which I guess probably makes you a little bit more flexible because you don't have that public school schedule. The to drop follow. off in the, y- yep. yes. Yep. So typically it's, I get up in the morning, have my coffee. I get breakfast ready. When they wake up, I, we head out the door, finish chores, breakfast, school. And mm-hmm. then after that, that's when I do my cheeses, my yeah, I don't m- my <laughs> stuff like that. So our day is typically pretty packed. I was going to say, you, yep. you're pretty busy because you're usually, I get lots of pictures of food she's making or <laughs> cheese she's working on or what should I make out of this two gallons of milk or whatever. Yep. You know, <laughs> no, as, the, as somebody that used to homeschool, I'm like, oh, look at all that science time she's got going exactly. on. Exactly. All that home and math. Ec, home ec, yeah, math with measurement and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's like, Totally. You know, the homeschooler in me is going, oh, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. And it, our we did a mammal science unit with them. And it was just so fun that we could actually do the real life mammal stuff. One of the um, unit studies was milking a cow and they'd set up a rubber glove and you'd pull on each of the fingers to act like a teat. And it's like, you know what? Let's we have outside. the real thing outside. So <laughs> it, it is. It's not every every child gets to do that no. when they homeschool. But then again, I mean, not every child lives how we live. So our kids graduate. Our kids, you know, welding was part of their education. Mm-hmm. You know, fixing a car. You know, well, we didn't life have skills. Yeah. In our, whole, uh, you our did high school. No. Nope. Okay. He, mm-hmm. Dustin had a wood shop and like auto and maybe welding, but there was nothing on the, you know. The women's end. Well, I mean, I had home ec in school. Yeah. But I didn't learn how to make cheese. Or, no. No. I mean, no, I you learned how to make cookies. Yep. And we, we did we, learn we did learn how to can. We did. Really? Have, yeah. We oh, had we a canning unit. Yep. Oh, we, we did. learned how to can. That's how I kind of got interested in it because mm-hmm. my mom didn't. We talked about this just the other day. We yeah. were talking about Thursday on, that, the, on the last podcast. Yeah, that my mom didn't can. My grandma did. But grandma, <laughs> when us kids were out there, it was grandma and grandkids' time, it wasn't time to be mm-hmm. messing around in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, I don't and that can when my grandkids are around. That was just a thing or whatever, but I had learned a little bit in high school, and then 
I didn't can for quite some time. I didn't can until mm, sometime in the early 2000s when I started. Yeah, nobody taught me how to can. But no, no, I'm no, pretty I'm, much self-taught. I'm yeah. self-taught. Learned it from books. I was given all the stuff my parents used, but they only used it for one season. And that's and that, about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all self-taught. Proper or not, it's all self-taught and we're okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're the fine. resources you have nowadays to yeah. learn how to can or or freeze or yeah i think it's a lot easier you know with the internet and everything mm-hmm. it's YouTube. a lot yeah it's yep. so much easier to, to even, find information that you need. I, I mean i you know it's like how did i learn to make sauerkraut a youtube channel you know kefir kombucha and all that stuff i learned it off youtube do you do kefir i don't do kefir you don't it's do the one kefir. thing i don't do Oh. We can get you some grains. Yeah, <laughs> add it to my list. <laughs> that would nope. probably be the simplest one. Yeah, that's that's a kombucha, easy. sauerkraut. I mean, okay. it's yeah. a daily additive yeah. to our diet. I mean, we always have that stuff. Yeah. So it, I was just—that's one thing I, I need to start another batch. I don't go through it as much now. At one time, I had five two-gallon containers <gasps> on my kitchen counter. Oh my goodness, yes. stacked. <laughs> but I had six people at home, yeah. and five of them were drinking it. It's like me. I can, it's like Carol can muck with cow and I'll just come buy it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it, well, that's me with a garden. It's yeah. easier for me to go to the farmer's market. I just, I don't have the time or the But passion. you used to garden. I used to garden. Yeah. Yes, I used to garden, but I just, just, and I just can't find a good place out here well, really to have a garden. You can't do it all. Right. Yeah. Our garden and isn't perfect. I figure, I figure... Why not let somebody who knows what, knows they're, what doing they're doing do it? You know, just like me. I milk cows and people come to me and buy my milk. And I figure if everything comes to a halt, I'll take your vegetables and you can have some milk. Exactly. You know, I can barter it barter. off if I need to. Yeah. We hard. do a lot of bartering. I'm yeah. like, why not? how I get my butter. <laughs> need an oil change. We need some butter. Yeah. Everyone asks if I sell butter. Nope. Don't sell butter. Can't sell butter. Can't sell butter. I can sell you the milk with the cream and you can make yep, your own. Exactly. Yeah, you can make your own. Yes. And actually, it's not hard making butter. No. I mean, no. even I, I have mean, you made... could make it from store bought cream too. Yeah. Because I think that, so I'm sure that was a homeschool project along the road somewhere. Probably. Oh, I'm sure. You know, in 12 years, I mean, I homeschooled for 12 years. Anything else you would like to I share? I want to hear, oh. ab- hear about the other, I hear little inklings about other things that you make on your homestead. Like your low, yeah. oh yeah, my soaps. And yeah, all those goodies. So, so you make soap? Do you do soap? Li- I have like a a brown sugar scrub, so like an exfoliating scrub, chapstick, uh, lotions. What else do I have? I saw like some kind of magnesium. Spray. Oh yeah, magnesium spray for sore muscles. Or our oh. son has really bad um, growing pains, oh. and so yep. I'll spray it on his legs before bed. Yep. Gets him a little bit more sleep at night, and beard wash my husband has beard so that's the one thing i was like trying to really figure out and i finally nailed it so that's the we might need to talk <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. okay on uh, you dish soap dish bar. soap that so is still that. in the works okay it works really really well and it scrubs awesome but it leaves uh soap residue so i have to adjust the fat level in it Okay. So, I mean, it works. It's great. Okay. I use it, but I don't feel comfortable selling it because okay. I would be mad if I bought it and had marks all over my stainless pans. So, okay, let's talk about your soap for a minute. Do you use goat milk or do you use cow milk? Goat milk. Goat milk. Yep. Okay. I haven't done the cow milk soap. I know you can, but... Yeah, I had um, someone who bought and made a whole line of 
she bought cow milk for me, and then she made a whole line of um, soaps that went for that, and she had all Minnesota names for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah See, she, I don't have she, any fancy names. Yeah, she, but... had, she played on that, and the soap was wonderful. I'm still using it. Um, I have a lot of people who make soap out of our goat or cow milk, and they're always giving me samples of it, and I've... I have enough soap to last, last me forever. for a very, <laughs> very long time. Because, you know, a, a bar of homemade soap lasts a long time. It yeah. If it's it properly really cured and Yep, dried. if it is properly cured and it they, I've never had one that hasn't sudsed well for me mm-hmm. or whatever. And I just am like, you know, if you have to pay 4 or $5 for that bar of soap, it lasts forever. Yep. It does. It, it really does. does, yeah. A friend of mine who buys milk from me she's from appleton minnesota and she has she sells soaps and lip balms and shampoo bars and just at christmas time now she gave me a thank you gift and it has a bar of goat soap a bar of a shampoo bar those ones we have too yeah and then um she had a little tin of lip balm yep and that was peppermint flavored i believe but that's that's heather she goes to farmers markets and stuff do you do farmers markets? not yet okay so this is all new i don't know if we'll be there next year but for sure the following year all right how can somebody find you if they were interested in some of your products so we have a facebook page and an instagram page the website is still in the works uh you can message me on either of those pages. Uh, DF Farmstead is our name. So search for that. You'll be able to find that. And then you can see the products that we have. I kind of post updates of what we have. Right now it's pretty small because we don't have a huge following. Okay. But um, And you're so, working on the on the website? Yes. Website's in the works. Okay. I'm not very website savvy, so I'm outsourcing that. Okay. But um, it should be done soon. Until then, um, you can also find Kelsey at twogalshomesteading.com backslash Kelsey, and you can learn a little bit about more about her on that page. Um, uh, let's see, anything else? I don't know. What else do you got for me? I don't know. Oh, it's something unique about Kelsey. She has a house pig. She not only has a house cow, she has a house pig, and her <laughs> house pig actually lives in the house. Yep, that she does. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about Truffle. Truffle <laughs> is, um, she's a pig. She's a pig. Um, she's clean. She's not messy. Pigs don't stink. They don't have sweat glands, so they're not stinky. Um, she's outside trained, so she goes out with the dogs, sleeps with our daughter most of the time, but is kennel trained, so she's in there. She gets into the pantry and <laughs> anything you can think of, uh, doors need to be shut. Up until recently, she was able to get through the cat doors into the utility room where the litter box and cat food oh. is. So that, you know, mischievous so, little pig. No, I know I've asked you this before, but she's not trained to uh, open like the door to the refrigerator so that no, she get her own snacks. she <laughs> cannot, thankfully. I don't know what we would do if she did. She's not that big. Okay. And our fridge has a good seal, so. Awesome. <laughs> No, she's not. I don't. No. 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 No, we love her. She's part of the family. She's our second house pig, but definitely not like the first. Yep. Yep. You were telling us a little bit about that earlier. Any questions you can think of? No, I cannot. Jamie, as as a townie who 
interested in cow milk or and you do sell your excess I, milk, yeah right? we do we currently have um, a couple customers that come weekly um obviously poppy only gives a certain amount you can't just keep milking her that is kind of our limit right now we do have a wait list so if and okay. when we do get another cow obviously well, that, that makes some people happy mm-hmm. by getting another cow yeah yeah. There's definitely a bunch of people. I mean, I don't want to turn it into a huge dairy by any means. What? We don't want to have 14 cows? <laughs> <No>. What? <laughs> um, I want to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I say that, but I truly do mean it. Poppy was well, the first, obviously our first cow, and we didn't want to expand, but with the the demand out mm-hmm. by us, mm-hmm. two cows would be sufficient. Okay. So... Well, you know, they're kind of like potato chips. They kind of are. <laughs> That's why we don't eat potato chips very much. <laughs> oh, other than that, I can, I'm trying to just think of something else to ask you, but um, I'm I'm coming up with a blank. I've got my questions answered. Um, and I think Jamie is... I'm along for the Jamie's ride Jamie's questionless. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm along for the ride tonight. Uh, she just likes her raw milk. Yeah, I like my raw milk. I have... No, well, of course, I live at a place you can't have livestock. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're like limited to like three rabbits and three dogs. And, and no chickens in and your no town. And no chickens. But you can have yeah. rabbits. You, you can, can have, have rabbits, rabbits, but you're limited to three. No, rabbits don't make a lot of noise. Noise. No, they do. Do you have rabbits on your No. You don't have rabbits. Okay. No. They scream, though. Well, only if they're in trouble. Madison's rabbits are completely quiet. I don't know. We had a pet rabbit. Rabbits, rabbits are very tasty. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I have a friend they who are. homesteads in Missouri, and that's what they do too. Okay. No, well, we've we've had rabbits since what two thousand four. Oh. Yeah. Um, and you, you I remember have. when we told Madison we had to butcher them because they were her rabbits, and we're like, "You're we're going to have to oh, butcher yes. some, you know, if you're going to keep them, they have to have a purpose." And yeah, she. She was like, oh, "Do you guys still oh, have rabbits?" Yes. Okay. Yep. And she was like, "Oh, we can't. I can't do that or whatever." And then she had rabbit. We served rabbit, yep. and she said, "You know, it's really sad that rabbit tastes so good." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a lot. And like And we ours. served we served rabbit at uh, her graduation per her request from yep. high school. So yeah, she loves she loves her rabbits, but she also loves rabbit. It's a good food. Good yeah. food. Cheap, easy to raise. A lot of people are very much like, oh, but they're cute and fuzzy. Rabbits can know. be very mean too. They can be. Anyway. They, very, they can be destructive from a gardener's mm-hmm. point of view. Oh, yep. Yep. Okay. Well, I think we've covered what we want to. We want to thank Kelsey for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for she, having me. Yeah. No problem. And welcome to join us anytime you want. <laughs> yes, <Okay. laughs> we'll probably have you back and we'll maybe yeah. talk a little bit more about cheese making or yeah, something absolutely. like that since you are an expert. I am compared not an to expert, the, but compared to the other two that are sitting <laughs> yeah. at this table, you are an expert. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, Carol's done more than I've done. And so it actually today, uh, Cultures for Health had their starters all on sale this weekend. Oh, did they? Yep. 40% off. Ends nice. tonight at midnight. If you, you have a few hours yet. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I really don't know what time it is. And so I went in and bought some going, okay, what did we use to make that feta? And so I went in and bought a couple things. And, and they have pretty good sales off and on. I know where you, I can get some milk to make some. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, I think you got to source somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> At least you don't have to drive two hours. Yes. No, no, it's like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us for our little 
um, Homestead Cow Talk. Yeah. We'd like to give a special thank you to PicoSupply.com for sponsoring our podcast. So until next time. Put some keeper on it. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Homestead Podcast's latest episode. Your hosts, Carol Radke and Jamie Kappis, are two gals homesteading. To learn more, go to twogalshomesteading.com or the Two Gals Homesteading Facebook page at facebook.com slash twogalshomesteading. Editing, audio production, and marketing of the Homestead Podcast is the responsibility of Media Trends X. The Homestead Podcast is an audio product of Media Trends X, a limited liability company, based in Minnesota, USA.